I've been waiting 23 years to say that. And there we go. Okay, I was like, and is my thing going to record? And yes, it just took a minute. <laughs> or not a minute, it took like a second or two, but that was weird. Hooray for technology. Hooray for technology. We're actually um, fighting right now to try and get some increased speed out here because like... Angie's going to do her online classes. Uh, one of the neighbors, they work from home. And then another one of the neighbors has two kids trying to do school from home right now with all the schools closed. And it's like, don't get good enough internet right here. So I think our whole neighborhood is kind of working on getting better internet out here. Just go down to my parents' place. They apparently got really good internet the last couple days. Oh, nice. Well, I will go down there. They probably won't even let me in. They'll be like, no, you've been outside. <laughs> yeah, you stay out there and use it. You stay in your car. I'll have to sit in the driveway and just wave at them out the window while I use my laptop. Will's just like, why is Matt just sitting in his car? <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Welcome yeah. to the FBI's Most Unwanted. I'm Matt. I'm Justin. Oh, and so we are back this week for... Season 1, Episode 20, Darkness Falls, which I kind of gave it away in the last episode, but I do really like this one, so I'm pretty excited to talk about it. The only thing, the first thing that came up to my mind was like, a, there's a movie called Darkness Falls. It's about the tooth fairy that ah, comes and yes. kills you. Yes, I was thinking the same thing just yesterday. I'm like, wasn't there a movie about like an evil version of the tooth fairy called Darkness yeah. Falls? I have to find that movie again. That was a fun one, I think. I was going to say, I never saw it. I just know that it existed. I know I've seen it back in the day when we rented movies. Uh, I remember renting that, uh, and I think I enjoyed it. To the good. It was actually directed for uh, this series because the shoot of this film was apparently, or the shoot of this uh, episode was apparently very stressful. Uh, they dealt with a lot of uh, weather problems, and because they shot out in the woods, they dealt with a lot of problems there. And stuff like that. So Joe Napol uh, Napolitano never came back. Um, and then this episode was written by series creator Chris Carter after he took an interest in uh, dendroology, something about the science of using core samples from trees to tell the history of the climate, which factors into this episode. Uh, Darkness Falls is a 2003 American-Australian supernatural horror film. Uh, the film's narrative follows Kyle Walsh, who witnesses his mother's murder at the hands of the spirit of a woman lynched by an angry mob more than 150 years ago. And it's the Tooth Fairy, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, let's see if it says in this. 
Oh, uh, she would give them a gold coin when they lost a tooth, earning her the nickname Tooth Fairy. So yeah, evil spirit version of the Tooth Fairy. You were correct. <laughs> Huzzah! So weird. Anyway, that's got nothing to do with this episode. Let's move on to what this episode... Neither does Eve 6. Ah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Although, uh, completely other tangent, you know what old terrible song I got into my head today and luckily I got it out of my head? What? The Thong Song. Ah, that age-old classic? Yep. She had dumps like a truck. Truck, 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 truck. truck. Guys, like what? 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 (laughs) (laughs) Terrible song. I think maybe coronavirus is Mother Nature's very belated punishment for that song ever coming out. Maybe Mother Nature just barely heard that song like 20 years later and is like, fuck humanity. Lur from Omicron Percy I ate. (laughs) Yes, it takes a long time. Or um, Bird Person because how long it takes. It's Bird Person. Bird Phoenix Phoenix Person (laughs) from Rick and Morty. Oh, the cold open of this episode is in Olympic National Forest in Washington State. And there's a group of loggers. They're all arguing about uh, something that you're not quite sure what it is, but they're arguing and they're like, we need something, you know, it's going to kill us if we stay out here, blah, blah, blah. You know, maybe one of us should go get help. And they're like, no, screw that. Let's all just run. And they they all run out into the woods. They're like, because we need to get out of here by nightfall. Because apparently whatever's going to happen is going to happen at nightfall. Hence the title, Darkness Falls. Um, and so they, they're running out. And we get kind of a fade to sunset. And uh, then we see a couple guys. They're still trying to get out of the woods even though it's dark. And one of them falls and breaks his ankle and the other one tries to help him. But we hear kind of like a strange noise. And then there's like a swarm going on above them of apparently insects and it descends on them and the screen turns green. And then it's the opening credits. So very effective uh, cold open this time. Yes, it kind of just tells you everything you need to know. Like, like there's mm-hmm. been other ones where they kind of leave it up and uh, as a mystery, like blank. You're like, oh, this could be one mm-hmm. of like three different things. But this one's just very in your face. Like, this is what it is. Like, there's no mm-hmm. weird, like secondary thing. Now you're gonna find out why. Right, and it's kind of an effective real world horror too, which will play through the entire episode. But you're like, oh, there is this. You can tell their butt. You're like, oh, there's this like swarm of deadly insects, which is a potentially real world thing that could, you know, uh, what was it? Years and years ago, they would always have like swarms of African killer bees or something like that. Or like the, the, I forget what it was, but like grasshoppers or locusts that will plague farmers and like Mm -hmm. destroy their crops. Yep. Yep. Locusts and grasshoppers and stuff like that. So, and then we get uh, this, the obligatory scene in Mulder and Scully's office, and Mulder is showing Scully, like, this is the logging crew, the whole crew disappeared, uh, there's these two men, Doug Spinney and Steve Teague, they're eco-terrorists, you know, they don't like people cutting down trees, and 
they do all this stuff. And uh, right before the crew disappeared, they uh, radioed saying that these guys were out there causing trouble. And so Scully is like, well, then apparently the, or, well, actually before that Mulder says, and so, I, you know, they radioed and the logging company called the federal forest service and the federal forest service sent two people in and they never came back out of the forest. And Scully's like, okay, well, so apparently it's these two, uh, they call themselves monkey wrenchers. They're eco-terrorists. I, when they, I was going to say like when they first threw that, I'm like, that sounds like a weird derogatory term. And it makes me feel uncomfortable <laughs> when they use it. It's a little reminiscent of, you're correct. It is a little reminiscent of some old, racial slurs yeah <laughs> so i mean they're, they're obviously in this case they all they're obviously not using him like that but man, right and they, like when they, they said it, it's like yeah. oh that sounds very dated <laughs> right like they call themselves monkey wrenchers because they're throwing a monkey wrench into the you know the they're figuratively throwing a monkey wrench into the operation but yeah. it does sound very very uncomfortable <laughs> Uh, and so Scully's like, well, apparently, it, you know, it had to be these two guys because, uh, you know, they're terrorists and whatever. And Mulder's like, well, that is what the logging company and the Federal Forest Service think. That's why uh, they asked the FBI for help. And I had to pull a lot of strings that we could get put on this case. And Scully's like, um... You pulled strings to get on an eco-terrorism case? Do I dare ask why? And Mulder's like, I'm glad you asked because there was this other logging company that went missing in those woods in 1934. And Scully's like, and you think it's what, Bigfoot? (laughs) (laughs) And so they go to Washington State and they get there and they arrive with forest ranger. I don't know what else to call him. Forest ranger, I guess is probably the correct term. Uh, Larry Moore. And Mulder is like, Whoa, you got a bullet hole in your windshield. Somebody shoot at you. And uh, Moore is like, yeah, I got shot at with a 22. And uh, you know what? That is uh, what the eco terrorists shoot at federal forest service people with and uh you know i don't hate the eco-terrorists like i believe in taking care of the forest and the environment but they just go all about it the wrong way and scully's like so do you think they would actually kill people to save the environment and he goes well there are 30 men up there that are unaccounted for so something happened to them and i'm thinking to myself you think two guys killed 30 men in a week i mean they, i mean there are ways they could do it i mean not that sure. I know from personal experience well or i mean like if that, they set up well i know but just yeah i suppose maybe if they like set a bomb for them or something it would be possible you know just get, them, just all at get once. them in their sleep yeah so anyway uh another guy pulls up in a truck. We don't know anything about that. Um, another guy pulls up in a truck. He introduces himself. He's Steve Humphreys. He's head of security for the logging company. And they all are like, all right, let's go. And they get in the truck and they go up because they got to drive up to the logging site. And, and of course, Humphrey is, again, as I, I say this about every episode that has happened, but he's always like the disgruntled security, <laughs> like, like law enforcement type. 
I brought it up everything. later. He gets so grumpy. I brought it up later. He gets so grumpy. <laughs> it was like, this is insane. Like, this guy was probably my least favorite part of the episode, honestly. I think, honestly, I, for the most part, almost every episode, like, you can almost count when the law, like the disgruntled law enforcement comes in. It's like, oh, God, you are the worst part of this, epi- of this episode for every episode. <laughs> yep. And Scully and Mulder, they're in the truck, and they're like, so why do we have to come out so far into the woods? And Humphrey's like, they're the only trees we're allowed to cut, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and, and that's basically a, a very good impression of him. <laughs> and they're like, so why do they target you? And he's like, because these freaking tree huggers, they're cowards, and blah, 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 blah. And then they hit something and the tire explodes and it turns out it's a homemade road spike because the monkey wrenchers um, (laughs) put out uh, these homemade road spikes. And so they have to hike the rest of the way to the camp. And when they get there, of course, it's empty because everybody's missing and it all looks all like spooky and abandoned, including in the cabin. Um, They're left their dinner on the table uh Mulder notices that everything is covered in like this weird kind of greasy substance and he also finds a big bag of weed <laughs> um which in a minute when uh, Humphreys comes in and he's like you find anything and Mulder's like yeah party favors <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so Humphreys is like, well, all the vehicles and generators, they've all been sabotaged. And oh, look, there's here's rice in one of these engines. There's rice in one of the engines. There's like sand in the gearboxes and all this other stuff. Oh, and here's the CB radio and it's smashed to bits. And so they're like, well, it's going to be dark soon. Let's hike around and see if we can find any clues or any people. And so when they're hiking out in the woods, Mulder's like, what the heck is that? And they look up and it's this big hive cocoon looking thing. And it's on like a tree that's fallen between two other trees. So it's above their heads. And Mulder's like, what on earth made that? And Moore is like, I don't know. I've never seen anything like it. So of all the... so. They put Scully in a harness, I assume, because with she's the, the latest. Ti- yeah, with a tiny pocket knife. <laughs> yeah, they they put her in a harness with this little pocket knife to go out there and cut it down. And you know what it made me think of? That big. It made me think of those gross tent worms. Oh, those things suck. Ah, oh, they're so gross. But it made me think of one of those tent worm tents, only way bigger. In fact, yeah. so big I was scared. Um, but uh, she's about to cut it down, and there are human fingers sticking out of it. And she, you know, kind of freaks out a little bit. And then once they're down on the ground again, they get the thing down and they cut it open. And sure enough, there's a mummified body inside of it. And I thought it was pretty cool. Um, yeah. In terms of reveals for stuff and like kind of getting an understanding, uh, mo- mm-hmm. I kind of criticize this show because some of the reveals are just so blatant and you're like, oh, whatever, mm-hmm. don't really care. But with something like this, even though you kind of already got the idea of what was in it, mm-hmm. um, great practical work uh, in terms of like 
the actual like body they made and everything. Yep. And even just the kind of like when you first see the stink, uh, the I was gonna say stingers, but that's not correct. The fingers sticking out when it's up in the tree, and then it, you know, they bring it down on the ground and they open it up, and it's like, oh shit, there's this like mummy in here. <laughs> it was good, and it's a, you know a pretty good practical, like you said, practical little horror effect. Um, so, uh, you know, Scully kind of like starts examining it and she's like, this body is all dry and hard. Like the, all the fluid has been drained out of it. And Moore's like, yeah, but this thing looks like it's a spider's nest or an insect cocoon. And Scully is like, what sort of insect or spider could have gotten a man all the way up in the trees like that and Mulder kind of looks up and he goes the itsy bitsy spider <laughs> and I'm like uh, is he like thinking maybe there's a giant spider out there in the woods I mean we know that's not what it is but <laughs> so oh, uh, back at the camp Humphreys is there like trying to get some work done trying to get anything working and he hears a sound and he gets his gun and he goes looking and he finds Doug Spinney, the eco-terrorist, eating food in the cabin. And he's like, I ought to shoot you right here. And Spinney's like, you might as well shoot yourself too. And Humphreys is like, where are my men? And Spinney's like, what men? And he's like, the men that were here. And Spinney's like, I don't know what happened to them. Probably the same thing that's going to happen to us when the sun goes down. God, this guy chews scenery for a while. Uh, I was just like, God, like just so melodramatic slash like depressed in like the worst ways. Everything's so freaking like cryptic <laughs> in the beginning with him. Yeah, I know. Cause when Mulder comes in, he's like, whoa, 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 hang on. We should hear what he has to say. And Spinny's like, if we stand around here talking, there's not going to be anything left to say. Better okay. Get Eeyore. <laughs> <laughs> Better get that generator working before the sundown. Uh, darkness is our enemy. He's like not. <laughs> all he has to do is be like, it, it, I don't know. Because uh, he could just said, "Listen, there's bugs that come out at night. They carry people mm-hmm. away and kill them. We need to get out of here. Everything's so freaking cryptic." Yep. But uh, Spinny goes out to the generator, and Mulder's like, "So why is darkness our enemy?" And he's like, "That's when they come." <laughs> and Scully's like, "Uh, when who comes?" And Spinny's like, "I don't know." They just come out of the sky and they take a man right off his feet and they eat him alive. I I saw it. <laughs> I used to suck dick for coke. I seen him. I seen him. I seen it. Uh, Mulder's like, who'd you see it happen to? And he's like, and he walks away. And so then back in the cabin, Mulder keeps questioning him. He's like, you know, what are you doing here? He's like, well, I was camped a little ways away with some of my buddies. There's only three of us now. And our Jeep battery went dead. So I came over here to steal one from the loggers. And Mulder's like, okay, so how come you didn't just hike out of the woods then? And he's like, because it's more than a day's hike and we wouldn't be caught out there after dark after what happened to Teague. That's his buddy that apparently got taken by the bugs. And Mulder's like, so what are you guys doing out here? And Spinny's like, well, we're camping. 
And there's this big argument and it's about logging and the law and cutting trees and uh, Spinney accuses the logging company of uh, cutting down marked protected old growth trees, which at the time doesn't seem important, but it does come back to being important. So, uh, and Humphreys is like, I've had enough of this. You're, you're a, you're a liar and I'm going to prove it. And he goes to leave and Spinney's like, I wouldn't go out there. And he's like, Oh, what is something going to attack me? And so he goes outside and he's like, Come out, come out, where are you? <laughs> this whole thing is ridiculous. It's so bad, too. Oh, I thought I was going to get attacked. Come out, where is it? Oh, ho, ho, ho. I'm so scared. This whole thing's dumb. And he goes inside. But as he goes to go inside, we pan to the opposite side of the tree that is out of the light coming out of the cabin and it's crawling with the bright little green bugs and so scully is like uh to Mulder, she's like what do you think and Mulder's like mm, i think i'm gonna suggest we sleep with the lights on and they go inside and so the next morning they all go out and spinny is like see see this big tree right here it's like been here forever with the big orange X on it. Yeah, they're not supposed to cut the use down. And Mulder stands on the stump and he looks at it. He's like, God, this tree must be like 500 years old. And there's more arguing about how logging is supposed to happen. And finally, Mulder, who is standing on the stump, is like, what does this ring mean? And he points at it. And it's this weird green ring really close to the center. And Moore is like, uh, don't know. I've never seen anything like that. Let me take a sample. And Humphreys keeps being super grumpy and decides he's going to leave and go to the truck f to use the radio for help. <laughs> so they go back to the cabin and Moore gets out his magnifying glass and he looks at the sample and he's like, whoa, this thing is crawling with bugs. And uh, I don't really know what these bugs are because parasites don't live that far inside of a tree. They, you know, the inside of a tree is dead wood. Parasites live on the outside of a tree. And Mulder's like, well, it looks like they're eating the wood. So maybe something about the wood is different. And he's like, Just could like they have... Wood. Hey! Wait. <laughs> Uh, and he's like, eh, could they have just been inside that tree for like 500 years? And Moore's like, uh, I don't think so. And Scully looks under the magnifying glass and she's like, they're like hatching right out of the wood. Maybe when you took your sample, you cut into a big nest. And Spinny comes in. He's like, can those bugs build a cocoon? Because... Uh, Teague died right after they cut that tree down and uh, the loggers also went missing after they cut that tree down. And so Scully's like, you think these bugs killed all those men? And Spinny's like, I don't know. Maybe they were dormant for hundreds of years and they woke up hungry. <laughs> Which, I mean, same. Which, I mean, 
in terms of X file shows, this one's pretty cut and dry when they go through it. It's like mm-hmm. like it's like, oh, maybe these are the things they're doing it. You think they're just hungry because of that of how mm-hmm. they've been so dormant? Yeah, I guess. Alright, we know what we got. <laughs> yep. So we go to Humphreys, kinda like grumpily stomping through the wood and he gets to the truck and the key isn't there and he's like oh man and so then the sky gets dark and he's still there at the truck trying to hotwire it and he goes under the hood for some reason which i don't know why you don't go under the hood to hotwire a car but okay yeah. <laughs> and so then there's a sound and humphreys is like oh it's you guys out there in the dark trying to scare me why don't you come on out Ooh. but then the green bugs come out of the sky He's like, oh shit! He, you know, he jumps in the truck and he shuts the truck door and he gets it started. And as he tries to leave, it gets stuck in the mud and slams into a rock. And he can't get out of the truck because the rock is blocking the door. And in, for me, what is a personal nightmare come true? All the bugs come in through the vents and attack him inside the truck by just streaming in through the vents. He could have just gone out through the passenger side door. I know. <laughs> That's kind of what I was thinking, too. They were kind of slow moving at first. So I'm like, mm-hmm. he could, he may have been bit a couple times. So he could have made it out. Yep. Maybe. Maybe. And so they're, you know, back at the cabin, it's nighttime and the generator's running and everything. And Moore is like, man, Humphreys should have been back by now. And Scully's like looking at the bugs and she's like, they aren't moving now. So they're either dead or they're asleep. And Spinny's like, no, it's the light. And Scully's like, well, bugs are usually attracted to the light. And he's like, these aren't usual bugs, are they? And so... At the same time, Mulder is like over by the stove and he notices more greasy stuff. And he's like, Scully, what do you know about insects? And she starts listing basic facts about insects. And Mulder's like, and insects are like one of the oldest living things, right? And Scully's like, yeah, older than dinosaurs. And Mulder's like, okay, so this tree is only about 500 to 700 years old, and if each ring of the tree is a record of climate change... Would you like it in the freezer or the fridge? Uh, freezer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so if each ring of the tree is a record of climate change, uh, if the year that the bugs came from, something weird happened to that... Uh, year of growth maybe like a volcanic eruption Uh, like remember mount st helens because after mount st helens erupted there was a whole bunch of radiation that made uh, strange things grow like an amoeba discovered in a lake that could suck a person's brain out (laughs) (laughs) a metroid and scully's like uh an amoeba is a single-celled organism that could Actually, an amoeba is a single-celled organism that could easily be mutated by radiation. Insects are much more complex and would take years to mutate. (laughs) And Mulder's like, okay, well, maybe it's not a mutation. What if it's just some extinct insect larva that were in that tree while the volcano was going on? 
and the ancient insect eggs were just there waiting to hatch and got unleashed by the tree being cut down. And that's the end of that scene. And so the next morning, uh, we see Spinny sneaking out of the cabin. He goes over to the generator, grabs the gas can, and gets caught by Mulder trying to steal the battery out of the truck so he can go back to his friends and save them. And he's like, oh, come on. There's a Jeep over there. Just let me take the battery. I'll go back over there. I'll stay the night, and then I'll come back in the morning and get you. And I'm thinking, everybody at this point is thinking, well, that's probably a bad idea. But horrible plan. We cut to Mulder, and he's fixing the radio, and he gets it started, but it seems like maybe it's not working properly, but he still decides to be like, you know, hey, this is Agent Mulder. We're out here. We need help. We need somebody to come. And outside, Moore has discovered that the gas can is missing, and he's like, what happened to it? And Mulder's like, oh, yeah, Spinny took it. And he took the car battery, too. He'll be back for us tomorrow. He gave me his word. And Moore's like, oh, great, Mulder. <laughs> and Mulder's like, well, come on. What would you have done? Now we at least have a chance to get out of here that we didn't have before. Which kind of makes sense, I guess. In a way, it makes sense. But at the same time, like, if you were in that kind of situation... And would you have been cool if, like, a friend, if your one of your friends was like, oh, I just gave a, the, the, the one tr- source of transportation get taken, uh, as well yeah. as all our fuel for our light. But that's when Moore is like, well, guess what? Uh, we have to stay here all night, and that generator is almost out of gas. <laughs> and so... Back inside, Mulder is, like, wicked upset with himself, and Scully comes in, and she's like, okay, well, what do we do now? And he's like, I don't know, we'll think of something. And she's like, well, look, I have, we have a pretty good idea of what happened, so... And he's like, well, we only, did, we only found one cocoon. And then he looks at her, and he's like, what would you have done? And Scully's like, uh, you mean that... Would I have made a decision all by myself that affected the group <laughs> without discussing it with anybody? <laughs> and they have a big fight, and Scully's like, look, there's a chance we're going to die here, and all they'll find is our bodies strung up in a tree, or maybe not at all. And Mulder's like, you know what? You're right, and we're wasting a lot of time fighting. So they make up. And so Mulder looks at the window, and Scully's like, okay, so what are we going to do? And he's like, well, we better button this place up tight, because if we're going to stay here, we need to make sure the bugs stay out there. So they put up plastic all around the windows, and Scully moves the only working light bulb out of the kitchen and into the bedroom. And at where, night... The, where, like, the ranger like was like, be careful, it's our only working light bulb. I'm like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And so it's nighttime, and they're all sitting in the bedroom, and no one's asleep. They're all scared. They're just sitting there in the bedroom, and Scully notices the bugs coming in through a crack in the wall in a corner that the light isn't touching. And she's like, oh, look, and she goes to, like, go like crouch down and kind of look at them and a shadow like her own face shadow falls on her hand and she notices she is completely covered in the bugs which i don't quite understand how she didn't feel them crawling all over i guess because in the light they don't move around i guess but she freaks out 
you know, understandable. I would too. And Mulder's like, Scully, just, whoa, calm down. And she's like, you, you said we would be safe in the light. He's like, they're not just on you. They're on everything. That's what that greasy substance I kept finding is. And Scully's like, we were supposed to be safe. And Mulder's like, See, we are. See, that doesn't are. make sense, though. If the greasy substance is supposed to be those. Wouldn't they be covered in that as well? They would have felt that. Yeah, that didn't make any sense at all to me. I'm like, how are they? How what? How are they? The yeah. greasy substance. Yeah, during every time they, every time Mulder kind of went to that, uh, Scully went, whoever they kept finding going through the substance. I thought like someone like, like put poured gas on everything and forgot about it. And I thought that would be the overending arc at the end of it. As the place burns down. Because it kind of looked like... Yeah, you're right. It kind of looked almost like motor oil. Yeah. Um, and basically it comes down to Mulder's like, look, the light keeps them from swarming. We'll still be safe as long as we stay in the light. So we, we get a little shot of the generator having almost no gas. And Mulder and Scully are sitting there and Mulder's like, how are you doing? And she's like, I'm Okay. And she looks at the bugs and she's like, um, they, they're like fireflies. They're oxidizing enzymes. That may be why they cocoon their prey so they can oxidize all the fats and stuff in the body. Nerd. In oh, I know it's so nerdy, but in, uh, this is the point when the light begins to flicker and we're like, oh shit, they're going to be in the dark. And Scully's like, um, so what now? The generator goes out and they're going to swarm in here and drain the life out of us. And Mulder's like, oh, come on. It's only an hour and a half till sunrise. And Scully's like, okay, and then what? Still more than a day's hike. We'll still be stuck in the woods in the dark tomorrow night. And Mulder's like, uh, somebody might have heard when I used the radio earlier. And Scully's like, no, that was a while ago. They Mulder trying to be butt. all pe- optimistic about it. Yeah, she's like, that was a while ago. They would have been here by now. And Mulder's like, well, I'm not giving up on Spinny. He gave me his word he'd come back to get us. Mulder is very trusting. Yeah. Uh, For somebody who also doesn't trust anything because he doesn't have any kind of, like, trust in the government or anything. But whatever. And Scully's like, okay, but what if he doesn't come back? And Muller's like, I don't know, we'll think of something. And that's when the generator dies and the light goes out. But it's sunrise. They made it. So Mulder and Moore go out and they look at one of the trucks that's outside. And it's got a, a, you know, a tire with a hole in it. But he, you know, they have a patch kit. He thinks they can fix it. So they're going to take the tire down to the truck that Humphreys went to and they're going to try to at least radio somebody to warn them that there's something out there in the woods. So they go out into the truck and when they get there, Humphreys is cocooned against the window and that's another good creepy practical effect. Well, it's, it's not really even cocooned. He's like half cocooned. Because, like, he still has, like, his face and everything is up against the window. Well, yeah, his face is against the window and the cocoon is kind of behind him, holding him in place against the window there. (laughs) 
And they're like, well, now what? And at that very moment, they hear a vehicle coming. It's Spinny in his Jeep. Just like Mulder said he would. And he's like, come on, we got to get out of here. And they're like, "Uh, it's just you. Where are your friends? He's like, they didn't make it. But uh, we had a radio and I called for help. So they hop in and they drive out of there. And they're heading down the logging road, and it's already getting dark. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wasn't it just morning? How long did it take them to hike down to these, that truck? Yeah, these do not – they're like, days do not matter in these kind of shows. Not at all, because I thought it was morning when they got to the truck. Apparently yeah. it was not. Because, or the drive out of the woods is that long. I don't know, but basically they hit one of the homemade road spikes, and Spinny gets out, and he basically has this look of, fuck, I did this to myself on his face, because he did. And while he's outside the truck, he gets swarmed by the bugs and taken away. And then they come right into the vents like they did with Humphreys and Mulder and Scully and more are trapped in the vehicle. Oh, I guess they didn't have to be trapped in the vehicle. They didn't have to. They could have moved. Again, no one was blocking them in. I mean, I understand there's more bugs outside, but they could have easily gotten – they could have pushed because it had like a a soft top. They could have ripped that thing right off. Because I was watching and I'm like, I guess if they had gotten out, they – Still would have been attacked by bugs so I don't know but they get full on swarmed and the screen fades to green instead of to black and we fade in on a helicopter that's coming in for a landing and a whole bunch of white vans pull up and men in hazmat suits jump out and they gather around the jeep and they open it up and of course Mulder and Scully and more are cocooned inside and one of the men in the hazmat suits is like, come on, we need, uh, he, you know, he radios for emergency evacuation with quarantine procedures. But we kind of see Scully move a little bit under the cocoon. So that's how we know they aren't dead. And then we cut to a high containment facility in Winthrop, Washington. And inside, of course, everyone's wearing hazmat gear and, you know, all the plastic walls and airlocks and stuff like that. And we see Moore and Scully are in hospital beds, asleep, getting IVs. And Mulder comes in, and he's got an oxygen tank, and his face is all covered in red blotches. And one of the men on the medical team is like, how are you feeling? And he's like, I'm better. How did my tests come back? And uh, apparently they came back all right, but there's a lot of science talk about how the insects, like, affected his body and how the experts The trying... count was all off. Midichlorian count was all off, yeah. and they were worried, uh, you know, stuff about damage that maybe from breathing them in, which that is a horrible... That, that scares me more than anything. He's, I was like, oh, God, that's right. They probably breathed some of them freaking things into their lungs. Ugh. Um, <laughs> and uh, basically, uh, as we wrap up, Mulder's like, you know, how's Scully? And the doctor's like, 
oh, she's not out of the woods yet, <laughs> uh, because she's lost a lot of fluids. And Mulder's like, I told her it was just going to be a nice trip to the forest. <laughs> and then he, something dawns on him, and he's like, wait, how are you going to contain this to the forest? What if that swarm of bugs migrates? And the guy is like, the government has initiated eradication procedures. They're certain that by using a combination of controlled burns and pesticides, they will be successful. And Mulder's like, if they're not? And the guy's like, that is not an option, Mr. Mulder. And he leaves. And this final shot of Mulder, like the look on his face is like, um. Like you can tell, he just can tell this is gonna go horribly wrong you can yeah exactly he like the look on his face is this could get very bad yeah so and that's the end of the episode darkness falls ah final thoughts and letter grade for i love this episode like i i really enjoyed it uh i i like it was very simple uh, for something for a show that's a lot of sci-fi stuff, mm-hmm. this one kind of was on the lower end of the sci-fi. Sure, uh, but I give it an A, like A, uh, like a solid A. Yeah. Mhm. Yep. I spoiled it last week and at the top of the episode. I do love this one. Uh, I mentioned earlier that the uh, creep factor, uh, or the real-world creep factor of the uh potential of like a swarm of deadly bugs or even uh, i read an article not that long ago of like they discovered some sort of weird parasite in melting arctic ice that they don't know what it is because it was so deep in the arctic ice it's been in there for hundreds or thousands of years and i'm so that uh works pretty well for me um I also give this one a big old solid A. I think it's Hell really yeah. good. Yeah. Next week, episode 21 is titled Tombs, and that should give you a big old clue about what is going to happen in that one. It's Tombs. A, it's a crossover with Tombs <laughs> from a uh, uh, Tombstone from Spider-Man. <laughs> no, no, it's T O O M S, not T O M B S. Oh, so it was Vulture from Spider-Man. <laughs> Adrian Toomes. Adrian Toomes. Vulture from Spider-Man. <laughs> All right. So that'll be next week. And so that will end this episode. Everybody, you know, keep staying healthy and all that good stuff. Bye. Yeah, totally. Bye. The FBI's Most Unwanted is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. Find the flagship Two Broke Geeks podcast wherever you download podcasts or online at twobrokegeeks.com. You can find the Atomic Geekdom Network at atomicgeekdom.com. Our artwork is by Justin Kowalski. You can find him on Twitter at J underscore Rocka. Our theme music is by Tony Longworth. You can find him on Twitter at Tony Longworth or on Facebook, Tony Longworth Dark Composer. You can help out the podcast by subscribing and leaving us a review. Thanks. 